Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. And me, Ollie. In this episode of the pod, we'll be going over Saturday's 2-1 win over Wigan Athletic. We'll be talking about DJ, Barkey and Ben Pearson before looking ahead to the Stoke City game on Wednesday night. Hey mate, you good? Exam season's in full flow at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, exam season and bloody busy season at work, so I'm knackered, but... Always, always got, got time for the pod. Always got time for the pod, apart from when I've not got time. Same as everyone, really. Hence, no pod last week, because I was away in the yeah. glorious country of Poland. Yeah, but yeah, not too bad. Enjoying a little unbeaten run at the minute. Yeah, five, five unbeaten and... Five away games unbeaten as well. Yeah, yeah, hitting form at the right time. Not too early, just maintaining maintaining a solid run of form. Yeah. Um, I think after the after the window shut, it could have gone sour quite quickly. It it very um, nearly did, didn't it? I think. Yeah, it 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 was on the verge, but we pulled it back and playing well now. Yesterday, yeah, especially when you chuck in the Borough and the Reading defeats. Yeah, if you look like, at them, if you look at them two now in isolation, like they were top two, they were one and two in the form table, yeah. weren't they heading into those games? So they're yeah. obviously going to be tough games. Yeah, but if you take them out, uh, we had the away point at Leeds, the away point at Cardiff, um, and then obviously a, a couple of other draws, but the Blackburn draw. But we're we're doing well, we're doing yeah. well now, playing well. Yeah, we are. Um, just before we get into the Wigan game, we are still looking for a sponsor for the pod. So if you or a business owner or a friend or someone that you know would maybe be interested in in getting in touch with us about sponsoring the pod, uh, drop us an email on fromthefinny at gmail.com for more information. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for From The Finney and you will find us and we're well over 1,300 followers now. So it's yeah, it's going well on Twitter. Happy with that. Um, so yeah, Wigan. You couldn't go, but you were watching it, weren't you? Yeah, watch it on telly. Just Good as win. an aside, yeah, our, our TV record's absolutely class this season, by the way. Yeah, it is. Which bodes well for the playoffs. Charlton, we won 1-0. Yeah. Yesterday, we won 2-1. Fulham. Uh, Leeds, we drew 1-1. Fulham game, we won. Was West Bram on TV? Yeah. Should have taken a draw from that, barring but- a dodgy... Yeah. Refereeing decision. Yeah, it's Cardiff. been all right, hasn't it? Cardiff was a draw. We played Stoke early on as well, and we won that. So, yeah, doing well on TV. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I'm normally quite worried about Wigan away for whatever reason. Mm. Um, the fact that this is the first time since the 92-93 season that we've done the double over Wigan, probably 
has a little bit to do with that. Nah, not for me. Um, I just think that it's always, it's just always a tough game. They're always, last, they're always very up for it. Last season um, proved that. Yeah, and the season before, uh, no, the season before that when Hugel missed the pen. Yeah, um, it was 0-0, wasn't it? Yeah, always a bit of a grind, but yesterday I was quite confident going into it. Because well. we're, we're a much better team than Wigan are. We're going to come on to it in a bit, but having Daniel Johnson back just makes a massive difference to how confident I am going into any game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the early kickoff and that, so we knew we'd go six with a win. And stay there as well. Yeah, so that was an, a little incentive. But yeah, played well. Started well, which we've not been doing as much in the past couple of months. No. Um, as we've said in the past, that first goal is crucial, and obviously we got it yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I think Sky Sports said something yesterday. I can't remember what it was. It might have been when we've been winning at half-time. I think we're unbeaten in like 34 games or something like that. But yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's a pretty good record. Yeah. If we get ahead, pretty hard to beat, aren't we? Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, it's five five away games unbeaten now, and yeah. obviously our last five games were unbeaten in as well. Yeah. Just them the five away games. The first three were draws: uh, Cardiff, Leeds, and Blackburn. Mm. But if that's only three points, obviously. But if you look at them individually, you'd take a point at each of them, wouldn't you? I think maybe the only one that I disagree with you on there, and that maybe the, the having the benefit of hindsight is affecting my thinking on this, but Cardiff's probably the one that, looking back, I'd, I'm disappointed with only taking a point in the amount of chances that we had, and mm. considering we dominated pretty much from start to finish. You could say, well, yeah, you could say that about Leeds as well, obviously, considering such a late goal. Yeah, true. Um, but it, what I would say is, if you looked at all three of them before the game, you'd take a point, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, obviously... Barnsley was where it really clicked, which which I thought would be quite a tough game on paper itself because mm. they'd picked up a little bit. And then, obviously, yesterday. So, what's that? Nine points from the last five away games. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressive form. Um, and then the Swansea game was a decent... Well, the Swansea game was you'd take a point probably and then obviously beat Charlton before that. So... Things are looking decent all of a sudden. It can change so quickly, can't it? So Yeah, that's the thing. You, 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 especially when you've got these double game weeks coming up. Obviously, we'll come on to the Stoke game on Wednesday in a bit. But yeah. when you've got these double game weeks coming up, you can, you'll can you get teams that they run out of steam a little bit. and It's a, it's a little bit like the, uh, the Reading and Middlesbrough game, three days apart. Obviously, that zero points out of six in yeah. that little three-day spell. So... If we lost on Wednesday and lost on Saturday, it, all the negativity would be back. So it can just change so quickly, can't it? Mm. But yeah, but we'll, no, uh, no, no one has any games on hand, games in hand on us anymore, which is yeah. good. Um, so yeah. we're all, everyone's played thirty-one. Obviously, after West Brom playing and beating Millwall, mm. um, I mean, people have been saying that the top two aren't out of the question. You could maybe say that the top spot is out of the question today with West Brom's win but if you think back over the last six weeks how many points those two teams have dropped I don't think you can look at yeah. a nine point gap from us to first and say it's completely out of the question 
considering we've still got to play them as well. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I was gonna say. We've got to go to the to the Hawthorns, obviously. Um, mm. I think well, definitely Leeds are in a bit of trouble. West Brom. I, did you watch the game? No, I didn't watch the game, but they they've not been. Well, what I've seen of them, they're not playing well. Um, but they they had a little bit of a dry spell. They're grinding out a couple of wins now, but. The only thing is I'd say about that, Forrest and Brentford, I'd be a lot more confident of them. <clears throat> Both massively picked up, haven't they? Yeah, I've, I've had a little feeling for a while that Brentford might sneak in there. But Forrest, Forrest are winning a lot of games. Mm. Um, but I saw something, might have been earlier this morning, I think the only team in the top, I think in the top 10, or top, no, sorry, top 8, who's beaten us, I think is West Brom. Um... Leeds haven't beaten us, Forest haven't beaten us, Brentford haven't beaten us, Bristol City haven't. Yeah. Um, and that, Fulham, like, like, we, like we mentioned a minute ago, the West Brom win was, well, the West Brom defeat from our yeah. it was only from a dodgy refereeing decision. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So we're, we're holding our own against all these teams. So the fact that we've got to play them still, <clears throat> yeah. obviously we, we, we've got the ability to make up points. Um so, nothing's out of the question at the minute. No, we, I think we could not. we could just as easily come twelfth as we could come third. I think. Yeah, I'd it's say just... I'd say you're probably about right. And I mean, when you think back to last season, and I think it was the first of March after we beat Birmingham with that last minute Sean Maguire header, and we were yeah. joint, joint sixth. Yeah. Just I know it's what three weeks away from that point, but we're ten points better off after yeah. 31 games this season than we were last season yeah. we're one point better off than we were the season that we finished seventh by yeah. one point so yeah yeah I think this, this weekend's the first time a little gap has opened up mm. I think we're four points ahead of eighth now so depending on how results go <clears throat> midweek and Saturday that could that could Start potentially be, be be a little more of a gap yeah so who knows but I'm just glad that that little spell we've managed to just stay around it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like you say that little spell we had, and we we never really found ourselves. Yeah, all right, we might have been out of the top six, but we were never out of touch, though, were we? That no, was we what one or two points. Whereas, like like yeah. we just said, you look at the table now. There's an eight point gap. Uh, sorry, a four point gap from gap. us to eighth. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's positive, and obviously mm. Wigan was was a good. A good win to get on the board. Um, good to see, well, just a bit of free-floating football for, for the goals yeah. and, and showing that actually we are a decent football inside. Yeah, I think if you look at the, the Barnsley game, there was a lot of nice interchange of football there. Similar sort of thing on Saturday. The, the pass yeah. from Ben Pearson to DJ. Actually, that whole move, if you started on the right-hand side at right-back, Massive ping out to Andrew Hughes on the left. He won the header and then went into Sinclair, back to Pearson, through to DJ, tapping for Barkey. That that whole move was unbelievable football because we clearly we clearly um, worked on Hughes against the wing back, Byrne. Yeah. Hughes has got a massive aerial advantage on Byrne. We yeah. tried that quite a lot. Obviously, Hughes won the header. The wing back had been drawn way out and then. People are talking about the pass from Pearson, which is unbelievable. But if you look at Johnson's run to actually stay on side, 
mm. curb his run and then put it on a plate for Barky. It was one of the best goals of our season, I'd say. And like you said, Hughes was clearly. Um, it was a target. Area it was a target, us. yeah. And the, I mean, yes. he 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 won seven aerial duels mm. um, against Nathan Burns too. So yeah, it's wing because it, because are they playing wing backs? Naturally, that's going to be the battle on that side yeah. in the air. So it made sense to exploit that. Um, and then we had the one the chance about maybe a few minutes was it later Sinclair another Pearson pass Sinclair just flashed it wide yeah. that that kind of passing is Pearson we've said it for quite a while his forward passing is very good um, it's been mentioned by himself and by Alex Neal how he's getting forward a little bit more as well mm. so uh, just, an just going back to Andrew Hughes yeah. Keith, I know I know um, Kiefer Moore has more to his game than winning aerial duels but for all the praise that Kiefer Moore got yesterday, I think considering Andrew Hughes is a fullback and won the same amount of aerial duels, and yeah. he's what six inches shorter than him, I think yeah. people need to give him a bit more credit. And for those that were knocking the manager for dropping Rafferty, then mm. I think maybe just give give a little bit more credit where it's due. Yeah, I think as well because we are quite a small team. Um. Hughes, despite he's not the biggest, is he? Probably about six foot, is he? Yeah, he's six foot. His leap is incredible. Mm. He's one of our behind Bauer, I'd say he's probably our strongest header. So if he's available, especially against a team like Wigan, who's got a lot of big lads, he's definitely going to be in the team for me. Um, and then there was a few comments when he went off about why did Clark come on and not Rafferty? Same reason. Pretty Hi. simple. Yeah, pretty simple, really. Not even just height. I think Rafferty's the same height as Clark, but just presence in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, I thought we just looked a lot more balanced because <clears throat> what we were doing was we were drawing out the wing backs. We were drawing out Nathan Byrne and then either Brown was running in that channel or um, Sinclair was running in that channel like outside. Yeah. the. And if you've got a right footer there, playing, it doesn't really work playing in passes. Well, um, our second goal was, was kind of a little bit of an example of that in the embark exploiting the space down the right and Brown yeah. receiving the ball and threading it through. Yeah, that was exactly it. I think the wing back had been caught way up, way up field, Annie. Mm. Um, Bauer won it. Barkey went down the right, and then the movement for that goal was incredible. Yeah, thirteen seconds from Bauer winning the ball back after Marlow. Yeah. To the ball going in the back of the net, it was thirteen yeah. seconds. Yeah. It was like the actual one-touch passing as well. Mm. Uh, it's not something I'd normally associate with uh, Alan Brown and Barkey. No. But the, pa- the weight of pass from Brown to Barkey to be able to play it first time to DJ and then DJ's first touch and then yeah. lethal Just finish. Just create that little bit of space for himself. Yeah. And um, DJ's weight of pass for Barkey as well for the mm. goal was outstanding. Um, yeah, well, let, let's move on to DJ. Um it's no coincidence that since his return against Charlton, we've scored eight goals in four games. Mm, absolutely. When, when um, just bear with me, let me get this stat up. Uh, yeah, I think Jimmy mentioned it quite a few times. We were just struggling to score goals, weren't we? Yeah, well, if you include the Norwich game, we scored three goals in four games prior to DJ coming back. Mm. 
if you go even further than that, yeah, to Cardiff, it's four goals in six games. Yeah, yeah, we were we were struggling. I, I go as far to say now that Daniel Johnson's as important as Ben Pearson as mm-hmm. being on the team sheet for me. Yeah, I'd say Pearson, He's, Johnson, Davis, Bauer. Yeah. Oh. I'd say them four, them four are the, have, obviously the centre backs and Pearson have been like that all season. But yeah. I'd never even think of putting DJ on the bench now in any situation. No, he's just if, he's, got, if he's fit, he starts. And he's that, he's, he's a number ten, but he's he's all round midfield games, like incredible. It's improved a lot this season yeah. as well. He's he's and he's showing his age. I think he's, is he twenty seven now? I think he's twenty seven. Yeah, he's mid mid twenties in So he's showing. 27. Is 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 influencing games like an absolute like just experienced championship midfielder now. Yeah. Um, and having him there over Brown, like Alan Brown can't really I know he played a good pass yesterday, but he can't really create as much as the EJ can. But he's got the legs, that's that's Brownies. Yeah. Um, and DJ just got that attacking instinct, the more creative attacking instinct. Um <clears throat> he's he's absolutely vital. Yeah, no, he is. He's 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 a key cog, as yeah. some may say. Um, and that was his. That was both of their Barky and DJ's tenth goal of the season yesterday. Scoring and then obviously assisting each other as well. I think yeah. the, just the other thing to uh, kind of touched on it already, but he's he's played in, I think, what three different positions mainly this season for us. Barky. No, DJ. He's played on the left of a diamond. He's played number ten, and then he's played in. As part of a, a two in the centre, aren't they? Yeah, and you can also argue he's played more as a number eight in a four-one-four-one as well. Yeah, and like you just said, he, he is more of really he is more of a ten. But the fact that he's played in three, four different positions so far mm. this season, he's on ten goals, five assists for the season. I think that works out at around a goal contribution every hundred and eighteen minutes or something like that. You've definitely worked that out. <laughs> yeah, I did for my uh, yeah. player eight. I think, he's, I think he started a he started twenty one games, I think, and yeah. he's contributed to fifteen. So over a season, that's an incredible return. Mm. He's definitely he's he's got a good shout of being in um, championship team, team of the season. Team of the season, yeah, hundred percent. Yes, the way he's playing at the minute, he, he's, he's playing like he's not been injured for however long he was six weeks or two months. So he's um. Yeah, absolutely vital. That's the same with a lot of our players as well. The the age they're at now. Yeah. They're not really like up and coming players anymore. They're just established championship players. I put DJ in that category. Pearson, Ben Davis, Bauer, Barkey, Alan Brown. Yeah. So and then obviously you got Sinclair, Galley, Nugent, etc. So even Fisher now is quite experienced at this level. <clears throat> mm. So. Well, he had that season uh, with Rotherham, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, and that's that's a big reason why we're winning games like we did yesterday. Seeing them out well. Yeah, because a, a lot of people were like wetting the knickers yesterday, weren't they? Last twenty, but I thought it was quite. I mean, don't don't. It, it wasn't comfortable. It, but no, it, it wasn't, and it, and when you're in the ground and and you're watching your team pen, pen back for the best part of 20 minutes and the struggling to keep the ball up the top end of the pitch. We did do that better when Stockley came on, I thought. No, I don't, I don't agree. Well, 
I'll just let Jaden take the praise off me for once. Mm. But yeah, when when you're in the ground, you got the atmosphere. It, I know what you mean. Thinking back, yeah, we we never really looked but in that God. much trouble. Their best chance in that spell was a 25-yard strike from the Gale Hart, <clears> wasn't it? That, and there was a, a header from Keith Moore at the back post, which he looped over. Yeah, that, that was never that was never going in, though. Gave a foul, anyway. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, well, so... Yeah, in that case, then, just the Gale Hart. Yeah, we, we, we defended everything. Apart from the goal, obviously, we defended everything really well. Um, and it was the same against Charlton a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Just seeing out games really well. Yeah, there's there's more of a maturity, isn't there? Uh, yeah, that, that's probably the best way to put it. And I think you can you can tag that on to the best central midfielder in the league as well. The best in England or the best in the league? Ooh. Nah, he's um he's a Premier League central midfielder. Yeah, he uh, is. I think because we're, we're on Sky yesterday as well, a lot getting a lot more attention on Twitter and stuff yesterday. Um. Someone told me not to speak about it in case Premier League teams were yeah, going to see my tweet. That. I know Premier League clubs probably do watch my tweets, but I'm sure they all know about Pearson anyway. <laughs> the Lord has spoken. Yeah, but he's absolutely... In- I don't know if you heard this as well, but Jermaine Beckford said um, yeah. he could play for any top six Premier League club, which might be a bit of a push, but no one's telling me Scott McTominay is better than Ben Pearson. Well, are United a top six team at the minute? Good shout, actually. Probably not. But I think he's better than um, Ollie Norwood. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, I think he'll get his move in summer. Yeah, United are eighth. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't care about United. I know, I, I know what you mean, though. They're, yeah. They're a big club. I think the biggest thing this season is the discipline thing, I think. Six bookings. Yeah, which is... Probably about, might even be less than average for a defensive sort of midfielder. I'm going to say it feels like it is less than average for a defensive midfielder, but I don't know if that's just because we're used to him having a lot more at this point. If you think, in about, if you think about that, it's probably a book in every five or six games, which is just average, isn't it, really? Yeah, so, he's, he's done well. He's obviously, his mum's going to his head, hasn't she? Yeah, but he probably knows for the sake of himself that he has to... Because he's a, he's a Premier League footballer. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't was his attitude on the pitch. Um, <clears> and he sorted that out now. That's improved tenfold, hasn't it? He's comfortably um, capable of playing in the Prem. Even, oh, he's just everything. Everything. He, there's nothing. He doesn't have any weaknesses. Obviously, he doesn't score goals, but defensive midfielders don't score goals. But apart from that, he's, his reading of the game is so good. His passing so good. Um, he's always covering the fullbacks. He's got pace over a short distance. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the basically the point is that he's not. He's probably losing that reputation that he had, even though Sky Sports love to mention it. Yeah. Uh, he's just a lot more controlled this season, which again comes down to the fact that he's got another season under his belt at Championship level. More experience. Yeah. He's just, he's, as we mentioned before, just more maturity. Yeah, I, I tweeted as, as well yesterday. If you put Pearson and um, Johnson in the same midfield, it's just hard to see us losing a game in it. Mm. Yeah, they complement. Yeah, they complement each other very well, don't yeah. they? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, he's, he's probably in the form of his, of his career. Mm. Yeah, no, at, I'd agree. At, at, at the most important time of his career as well. So. Yeah, it, like you said in your piece in the summer um, about this being the chance of a lifetime for the club, I think yeah. as well for those players that maybe perhaps would be happy to stay here if we went up, this is the opportunity, isn't it now? Absolutely. Pearson will be off. If we obviously if we don't go up, Pearson will be off. But um, do you think he'd go if we went up? No. Mm, no, I don't think so. Could see I someone coming in for him. I don't see how it wouldn't benefit him to leave if we were going to be in the prep. Yeah, true. It depends, though, doesn't it? It depends how he's. Mm. He might. He might be money driven. No, I don't. I don't think he is. I don't get the feeling that he is. <clears throat> I think he's. I think I mean, he knows how he knows how good he, he probably is. Um, but if we were to go up, he's going to start thirty eight Premier League games. Yeah. Well, takeaway bookings, but and, and, and then if he plays well, then he then he gets a move. So probably the same. The thing is, I was thinking this about Daniel Johnson. Probably a little bit old to get a Premier League move now. Um, but if we didn't go up, I could see maybe like top end champions. Yeah. Yeah, any of them. Yeah. So like probably one to look out for. One maybe or... Yeah, someone like that, yeah. Right, is that a brew break, mate? Yeah, I'll brew. Sound. Right, I'll see you in part two. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we're going to discuss Tom Barkhazen and we're going to look at Stoke City on Wednesday night as well. Yeah. Welcome back, um, people. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> playing well, isn't he, Tom? Yeah, he is. He's playing well at the minute. He's got 10 goals in all comps, uh, two in the League Cup against Bradford and four assists to his name. So, yeah, he's... Um, and is that, is that 14 contributions overall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one less than DJ. Yeah. No, he's um he's played about three hundred minutes more though. Yeah, I think it's fair to say he's improved every season, I think, as a player. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can see the development, can't you? Yeah. I think his all round game's been quite good all season. To have ten goals by now is quite impressive. He could easily get fifteen goals. Yeah, I think he should be looking at sort Which, of that that sort of tally anyway. Yeah, I think if you look at the way we play, obviously he starts on the right, but look at where his goal was scored against Barnsley, and then look at the where look at the goal where the goal was scored yesterday. He gets he just attacks the box quite well, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, and the it, only one that springs to mind that's come down a particular side was the uh, Rovers one, which came on the left. Yeah. The second. But even one then, Rovers. But even then, he's inside the the width of the box. Uh, yeah. That's just a trait of how our wide players play anyway. But, mm. um, yeah, I think he's he's always been a good finisher, Andy Barkey. I yeah. think he's always... The thing for me has been one-on-one against a, a full-back um, and just a little bit of technical quality. But even that's improved, I'd say, this season. Yeah. Um, and he's another one who's probably in good form at a good time. 
Yeah, he's hitting form at the right time. I think, to be fair, it's safe to say a lot of our squad are. Yeah. Josh Harrop's another one. I think he struggled yesterday. Yeah. But I think overall, since he's come back into the fold from his injury, obviously he's got a few goals as well, but I think his overall play has improved. I think Harrop's on eight goals, isn't he? Yeah. So there's nearly 30 between them three. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, and obviously, going... at the start of the season, we were one of our worries as as a fan base was replacing Callum Robinson's goals. To be fair, for me, it 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 was more like obviously it was more the way he played within our system. What I thought might be quite tough to replace um, the positions think... that he takes up. I think that's why Maguire started so much on the left. But I know what you mean in terms. Of, obviously. The, the three players that we've named, Harrop, DJ and Barkey, 30 goals pretty much between them. Yeah. Um, but obviously Sinclair has been brought in as like a delayed re- replacement for Robbo, I'd say. Um, he fits and, that profile, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's looking quite sharp, I think, um, considering he's not really played football for six months. Mm. So, I, think, I think as the game went on yesterday, I think he... he look more and more off it and I think mm. take, taking him off at the time that it happened was probably the right thing yeah probably yeah yeah second half I think he struggled didn't he yeah he had a good uh, first half yeah he was, he was, he was involved he was in shot. a lot he was quite lively you know that chance that he had in there probably about halfway through the first mm. half as that goes in and yeah this is a tiny detail that might be too small to, for people to care about but the pass to Ben Pearson the fact that he was on Pearson's left-hand side meant that Pearson had like an extra half second against a defender that was closing him down from the right-hand side. Did you mm. notice? The weight I didn't that, know. Well, well, it doesn't surprise me that you did. When you watch it back, just look at the weight and the angle that Sinclair passes it to. It just means that Pearson can take it on his left foot away from yeah. the defender. Stuff like that is just... Because that, that, that would not have... That whole thing wouldn't have happened if the weight of pass from Sinclair wasn't bang on. Mm. It's just little details like that. Obviously, the Swansea goal was top class. Probably should have scored. Well, he should have scored, really. Um, Yesterday. But even the little sharp movement to get back on side and then create the space. It's just things like that, which Mm. are just quality quality traits to have. Yeah, it's just that added extra, isn't it, that he brings to... To us as a as a squad. Yeah, I'd I just urge anyone listening to go and watch the pass to Pearson from Saint Clair, because you'll realise it's absolutely class. Um, well, yeah. To be fair, it, we needed we did need to sign a striker in Jack. We still do. Yeah, that's what I mean. We should we we have yeah. to sign. But there's a lot of goals from around the team, which is pretty important. The only um, surprising one is Alan Brown. I just think he's he's not really had much of a run in a set-up position mm. up until probably recently. Yeah, even, yeah, I suppose. But even then, I think his confidence has slightly dipped, which might just be a, like a byproduct of being shifted about a bit and stuff. But Yeah, and obviously he's just become a dad as well, hasn't he? Which recently you might... Well, no, that probably doesn't even play into it, to be honest, because... Recently, uh, he's he's had a bit more of a run in the side, and you'd think if it were, if it had affected him, he wouldn't have probably been involved yesterday. But 
I thought he did all right yesterday. I thought he played well. I'm not a big fan of him alongside Pearson, to be honest, <clears> but I thought he did all right yesterday. Mm. Yeah, well, he's only got two goals, two assists this season, yeah. um, which is joint worst since he's been here, which yeah. was in his first season. Yeah, uh, sorry, no, his second season was the worst, where he didn't get any goals or any assists. Yeah, I think he, I think he found a position last season, but obviously the, the form of DJ, you can't argue with it, can you? Um, no. And then the other one would just be Maguire. Obviously, yeah, I thought he played really well yesterday. I thought he's played well the last few games for me. Yeah, um, I think I think this little break that he's had recently will have done him well. Um, yeah. Sitting out a few games, coming in for the last 10, 15, 20 minutes of games. Yeah. But like I had, you say, I think the, the the big thing for Shawnee is he just seems to have lost that yard of pace, doesn't he? Yeah, we were speaking about this before. It just... What I what I would associate with Maguire when he came was just the ability to beat anyone in a foot race yeah. over a certain distance. When he's trying to go around the outside of a defender now, he just doesn't have the acceleration to beat him really, which is mm-hmm. a bit of a shame. But that's just that's the consequence of all the, the hamstring problems he's had. Yeah. But that the header yesterday he couldn't have done any more with that header. No, he got a good good contact on it and yeah. brought a good save out of David Marshall, didn't he? Yeah, so he's he's playing all right as well, um, but obviously yeah. not not signing a strike is still a bit disappointing. Massively, we we still haven't replaced Jordan Hugo in two years, over two years now. Well, how do you replace Jordan Hugo? Well, it's not up to me to decide that, is it? Well, it's you can't you can't replace Hugo, one of the best strikers the championship's ever seen. But um, I still think it should have been Tony last summer. But it is what it is, isn't it? Now can't be helped, can it? Well, it can, but we got we got the tree and the mascot, so. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as long as as long as we keep playing this sort of fluid attacking football, then we we should be all right. But it's it it's when you get it towards the later stages of games. I know you said you thought Stockley did well yesterday. What you're missing there is someone with genuine mobility and power who can actually help you shift up the pitch. Mm. There's a reason that the ball was being pumped into our box for the last 20 minutes. It's because it kept getting returned when we cleared it. Yeah. No pressure to run behind, and it didn't. I don't think he held the ball at all, to be honest. Um. So when you get into little battles like that, that's when you're missing a genuine number nine. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, Nugent will come and play a part in certain games. And and uh, I know you, you, we've called him the mascot, but I think credit where it's due, he's. He's done okay in some games when he's come on for 20 minutes or whatever mm. um, and put himself about a fair bit, arguably more than Stockley. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I, the one thing with Nugent is he uses his body quite well for how big he is. <clears throat> well, he's just... That's what happens. He's a nuisance. Can, yeah, when yeah. you've played the game at a relatively high level for the majority of your career, you, you'll never lose that, will you? Yeah. Was it the, the last stages? Did he come on against Swansea towards the end? I don't know. I wasn't there. I think he might have come on. It was Swansea or the game before Charlie. He, he came on against Barnsley for the last 20 and played now, one of the, the one right-hand of, side. One of the home games he came on and won a few headers and stuff. But, yeah, to be honest, going forward, even defensively, we're not keeping many clean sheets. But going forward, I'm a lot more confident with Daniel Johnson in the team. As long as he stays in the team, I think we'll score goals. And we'll score good goals. 
Um, yeah, Nuge came on on 65 for Josh Harrop against Swansea. Yeah. Yeah, so he did all right against Swansea, actually. But he's not really a serious option to start the last 15 games, is he? No, and even less so next season. Well, yeah, what, with 36 next season? Mm. 35, 36, so, yeah. But, yeah, going back to um, the original point about Barkey, do you think his form's improved since he signed his contract? Uh, I think overall he's improved this season since he signed his contract, to be honest. Um, I don't know if it's a thing or not that knowing that you've settled in an area for X amount of time helps a player, but... Yeah, because I've noticed with certain players during the time at Deepdale, when they have signed a contract, some of them have improved. Um, but like I think going, it's probably just another season at the level, and it is that another thirty games this season. Yeah, ultimately that's more than likely what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he's playing well. He's he's another member of the squad who's integral now. Yeah. Absolutely. Not only is he, like, like we said, is he a finisher, but there's his pace. There's the fact that he covers his defender where he's full back well and, and tracks back and helps out in that regard. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a key member, isn't he? Yeah, him and Darnell have got a very good understanding as well, mm. which is natural because they've probably played about 60, 70 games together. If not maybe more. more. Maybe more, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that we're pretty strong down the right-hand side. Yeah, and I think if we can keep Hughes fit mm. and he starts to build a bit of a relationship with Sinclair, I think we'll soon see the the, the left hand side equally. Yeah. It's equally just a, it's just a, it's about balance, isn't it? Yeah, it, it'll be a good balance. Out. I think he had a bit. He had a hamstring complaint, didn't he? Hughes again yesterday. Oh, did he? Yeah, which is a bit of a concern, but hopefully mm-hmm. it was just a precaution. But. I'd, I suspect Rafferty will be back in on Wednesday night. Well, um, he's done. He's, you can't knock him. You can't knock him, but I got a bit <laughs> of stick for this. Um, <laughs> we've been, we've still been getting stick for it. Yeah, I just think he's very average. I, I agree. I think he limits us, um, and I've, I've said it. You know, you can't knock his effort and his commitment and yeah. the fact that he's playing out of position and doing. An admirable job, admirable job. Sorry. Yeah. But on 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 the flip side of the same coin, we're well within our rights to say that we think, despite all that, he is just average, and he yeah. limits us. Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Um, so <clears throat> I'd start if Hughes was fit. Hughes would start every game for me ahead of Raf. Yeah. Which is ah, just same. Mainly about balance, aerial ability, balance. I just think Hughes is. We just look a lot more rounded with Hughes in the team. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was that was all I was saying about Rafferty. Um, well, moving on to Stoke then Wednesday night. Obviously, we're both going to be there. Yeah, so luckily I'm uh, staying at a hotel about twenty minutes away, so <clears> get down there. there. If anyone fancies coming to say hello, then don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just drop us a message on Twitter and if you want to come and say hello that's absolutely fine yeah I think we've sold a decent amount for a midweek I think we've sold about 600 so far yeah it's not too bad yeah. I think there was a bit of, there was a bit of grief before about the not being pay on the day but I think tickets are available until 4pm on the day 
at Deepdale. So, yeah, if people can get there, get there. Do it. Might be, a, might be a historic night. Could be. In what way? Just like, we could win 8-0 or something, couldn't we? Be the biggest oh. winner. <laughs> you never know. I mean, yeah, you never know. But That's I, the beauty I, of football. I doubt it. Could be a 6-4 like at Ellen Road or something. Well, Stoke have walloped a few teams recently, haven't they, with putting putting a few goals past them. So maybe it's time for the same yeah. to happen well, to them. They got, they've been, I think they beat Huddersfield 5-2, did they? Yeah, they beat um, Huddersfield 5-2 and then they, um, they beat Charlton 3-1 yesterday. But yeah. they did get pumped 4-0 by Derby. Yeah, I think the home, yeah, the home form's been pretty good. Um, it'll be a tough game. Obviously, Nathan Jones laid the foundations for what's happening now. I'm sure he'll be looking on with delight about what he's, what he's set him up to do. But um, yeah, tough Fact. game. Stoke's home form's brilliant going back to November. Yeah. The last the last defeat came on the thirtieth of November against Rovers at home and since then they've they've not lost, obviously. Because mm. that was the last defeat. Yeah, it makes sense. That, that, yeah. that was that's pretty similar to what Barnsley's form sounded like, to be fair. Barnsley had a decent little spell at, at Oakwell. Um, since the uh, new manager came in. Yeah. The thing is with Stoke is they've actually got some very decent players, haven't they? Yeah, they do. In um, all fairness, and Joe Allen always has a little, a little game against Ben Pearson when they come up against each other. So mm. be be one to watch. Um, the battle of the Muppets. Yeah, Ben Pearson's by far superior, but yeah, it will be a tough game. Uh, I think a lot of our top six rivals play on Tuesday, so it'll be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday night. I think Leeds are playing mm. Brentford as well in midweek, which is a pretty big game. It's a, um, it's a huge midweek, this, isn't it? For, yeah. Not just for us, but for, nah. for the league. Yeah, if you look at the fixtures, um, obviously Leeds Brentford on, I think it's on Tuesday. Um, but on Saturday, a few teams around each other are playing each other as well. Um, yeah, it's a big week. So, yeah, it is a, it's a massive week. Would you take a point now, if you got <laughs> offered a point? On, t- on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, keep the, keep the unbeaten record going. Yeah, because I think we've got two decent home games. After obviously we've got Stoke and then we've got Millwall and Hull at home, um, which would be a chance to kick on really. Well, Mill- Millwall will be tough because they've had a bit of form, haven't they? Under uh, Gary Rowett. Yeah. But Hull on the opposite side have just they've dropped like a rock. Yeah, obviously they lost uh, Grzycki and Bowen, haven't they? So yeah, a shadow of the former of the former selves. Millwall will be a tough game, obviously, but I think they're much more difficult prospect at the den, aren't they? Um, but yeah, it should be a good game on on Wednesday because away from home, obviously we picked up five unbeaten, playing yeah. well, scoring goals. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they're obviously playing quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got their centre backs are so slow. Who's that? Danny Bart and uh... who, who's the? Uh, he got another slow centre-back, I remember, from the game at Deepdale. Yeah, we caused him a lot of problems at Deepdale. That was ages ago now. That must have been... I like to say that was in August. James Chester, Danny Bart, Martin Zindy at left-back. Oh, and that, that was it, yeah. Smith. Martin Zindy. Tommy Smith, yeah. Martin Zindy played at centre-back, I think, when we played him. Um, caused him a lot of problems. So James Chester's a good player. Yeah, he's been a decent player, hasn't he? 
But and we should be able to cause them a lot of problems. Tom Ents has hit a bit of form for him as well, hasn't he? Last couple of games. Yeah. Um, well, when I watched them on TV against Derby, they were shocking, but it, it was probably just an off night. Because mm. they, they have been good since O'Neill went in there. Derby's home form's pretty good as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's one of the best in the league, actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think they're another big side, aren't they? So set pieces again. Bit of a concern, but yeah. Um, Maybe one to see done. Tom Clark come back in. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you never know, but you... nah, I'd be surprised. Yeah, um, very surprised. Yeah, and to I, be honest, I, I think as well, like you said, they're a big side. I won't be surprised if they try and get Hughes fit for it. I think they're going to be extra cautious with Hughes. I don't think he'll start but I think even if they did what they did on Saturday give him another 60 minutes and then bring Clark on and drop Fisher in at left back maybe I'll have maybe. to wait and see I'd, um, I'd go with I'd go with Nugent up front for this one a bit, bit more mobility I just think as in compared to Stockley I just think yeah an actual a bit more of a direct number nine mm. Then Maguire or Sinclair roaming into the middle. Um, and I start Sinclair on the left, Barkley on the right, Nugent, DJ. I bring Gallia back in as well for this one. Yeah. Alongside Pearson. Um, he, he tends to, I mean, from my, in my, from what I've seen anyway, I think Gally's done slightly better in away games this season. Mm. When we've got, we sometimes play quite niche tactics away from home and there's mm. a, a little role for Gally. The Birmingham game springs to mind, but depends what Neil wants to do. But the way we're playing, there's no reason why we can't go there and win, is there? No, absolutely not. Uh, if we won there, it'd be a big statement as well, considering their their home form and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, depending on Bristol City's results, Brentford, Fulham, um, you'd hope to like extend the gap a little bit. Yeah, and just open and then, it up a bit more. Yeah, but yeah, all in all, I would take a point given we've got two home games after it. But yeah, should be should be a decent game. Yeah, well, Bristol City have got Derby yeah. on Wednesday night. Uh, Fulham have got Millwall away at Millwall. It's a tough game. Yeah. And Luton have got Sheffield Wednesday. You maybe say that's probably a Sheffield Wednesday win, but you Wednesday never know. Have, Wednesday have dropped a little bit off it, haven't they now? Yeah, they have, and Luton have obviously got something to play for, which is yeah. survival. Um, Reading are doing all right as well at the minute, and they've got West Brom. So yeah, so there's a lot of tough. Your class R game is a tough game as well, wouldn't you? There's a lot of yeah, tough games. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think. That, I just hope that it's a pleasant journey back home on the coach. Yeah, um, yeah, it's um, it's not the worst journey, is it? But you don't want to be going home on a Wednesday night with a Twitter meltdown. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm pretty confident at the minute, playing well. Players yeah. in good form. And we, we are looking solid defensively as well. We just seem to be conceding the odd goal. We can't really keep a clean sheet, can we? But throughout games, we're not getting carved over or anything like that, are we? No, not really. There was the Jamal Lowe chance early on. Um, there was that Gail Hart chance. That's not that's. I think other, other than other than them two in the goal, I don't think they really troubled yeah. Rudd, did they? 
Yeah, going back to the Swansea game as well, that their bit of brilliance from Conor Gallagher was there. Obviously, it led to their goal. But apart from that, they didn't really open us up. Mm. So, we're, we're playing well. Davis is back into, what I'd say, his best form. Yeah, he's looking um, comfortable, isn't he? Yeah, and Bauer. And Fish is... For me, Fish has played well all season. He's coming for a bit of stick at times, but he's a... Uh... Who hasn't, though, this season? Yeah, but yeah. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it should be a good night. I think Jimmy's there as well. So, yeah, be decent if anyone fancies a little... From the Finney meet-up, just slide into the DMs. Anyone wants um, to buy me a pint, feel free. Yeah, or, or me. Or In fact, if anyone wants to buy us a brew, get on to uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash from the Finney. You can donate $3. $4 or $5, which works out about £1.90 it, and then slightly more or slightly more. It would be appreciated. Just, In fact, just a little plug for Jimmy. Um, if you're wanting something else North End related to listen to ahead of Wednesday night, he's done a little two-minute soundbite for the Wizards of Drivel podcast, which is a Stoke City podcast. Yeah, give that a listen. I'll probably retweet it on the Twitter, and I've no doubt Jimmy will as well. In fact, if you want to follow Jimmy on Twitter... Um, he's just at Bayside PNE. If you want to follow our man Ollie, he's just at Gorn underscore underscore for plenty of little little Preston North End nuggets. Just general football. Well, yeah, just general football. But yeah. you, you love you love dropping a, f- a few North End tweets in there, don't you? Yeah. And I'm on Twitter as well. I'm just at Jai Oats Oats like your porridge, but with an E <laughs> between the T and the S. Right. So, talking of Twitter, we had a couple of questions come in. Um, one from the pod's best friend, Angie Morley. Shout out, shout out to Angie. Yeah, thank you for the brew donation as well, Angie. It's much appreciated. And thank you, uh, Gab Sutton, at underscore football lab on Twitter, for the uh, donation as well. Much appreciated. Yeah, so Angie's question. In fact, before I go, we've got two questions. Before I go into it, Ollie. I'm going yeah. to ask you the questions and I'm going to time you for 30 seconds. You've got 30 seconds to answer each one. Can you tell me when 30 seconds is up, though? Because I like to chat a lot of shite, don't I? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'll, t- I'll count 30 seconds and then just let you talk for a minute. That would right. be pointless. Right, okay. What right. is this question? I've never seen this question before, though. I'll read it out to you. Right, okay. And then I'll tell you when I've started the timer. Right. Right, no pressure. Right. So Angie's asked, with DJ and Barky both on 10 goals each, does it matter that Shawnee's goals seem to have dried up? Does he still deserve his place in the team for all his endeavour and running off the ball? All right, see, so 30 seconds starts now. It matters to a certain extent that his goals have dried up because obviously if you're starting him up front, you want your striker to be scoring goals. But the tree and the mascot aren't scoring. Um, Maguire offers a lot more in just in general play than both of them. He drifts into decent positions. Does does a job for the team and Alex Neal said yesterday if he if he plays like that and doesn't score then he'll start most games which I agree with. Um, obviously his pace has gone which is a bit bit of an issue but yeah he start every game for me. Thirty, 30 seconds up was all right that. Right so the next one is from uh, my friend Alex Ingram. Oh we're doing the same. By the way. I went to school with yeah so yeah. I'll read I'll read you the question you got thirty seconds so you got to try and keep talking for thirty seconds. Right. That's uh, what I just did. That's what yeah, I just I know, did. I know. Oh, right. you, you did. You did. You did well. Um, so Alex has asked, "What's with the fingers in the ears from some of our players when they score?" Your thirty seconds starts now. I'm guessing talking about Tom Barkers and Daniel Johnson. Sean Maguire's done it as well. 
I think all you have to do is at five o'clock on a Saturday, read Twitter. You'll see your dad saying I'll drive DJ to Wigan. You'll see, <laughs> you'll see your dad talking about Sean Maguire's eyebrows, and you'll see your dad saying Tom Barkusen's a Blackpool reject. So when all three of them are good championship players, scoring goals, doing a job for the team, I think they're well entitled to give a bit back to the fans. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And that was another 30 seconds neatly tied up. Perfect. Uh, Angie and Alex, I hope that answered your questions. Yeah, um, I think that well, we, we give it a lot out on Twitter, don't we? If Rafferty scored and, and lifted up his shirt saying, fuck from the Finney, I'd be well up for that. <laughs> so I'd love so, to see that. It's all, it's all fair game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't mind a bit of that from DJ. Quite, quite enjoy it, actually. I can completely understand why mm. they're doing it. Same. Yeah, I think, unless you've got anything else to add, mate. Uh, just would like to ask you for your score prediction on Wednesday night. Uh, I would take a draw, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory. Right. Two goals in the second half. For I think DJ will score again, and I think either Alan Brown or Ben Davis will score. Bit random, but we'll take it. What about you? Four nil. Woo! Not not a historical night, just a, a memorable night. Yeah, I think we'll win four nil. Yeah. I would absolutely take that. Would you really? Yeah, unsurprisingly. Yeah, same. I think we'll win. I think we'll win. Just got a feeling. I hope your feelings right, mate. Mm-hmm. If it is, I'll be asking you for the lottery numbers next week. Nice one. Um, yeah. All right. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Nice one. Um, thank you very much for listening to episode 30 of the From the Finney podcast. As always, as I said at the start of the pod, you can find us on social media. You can stream the pod on the majority of podcast platforms or just head over to fromthefinney.co.uk and you'll find a little podcast button on there. And you can listen online on your on your browser. Uh, yeah, if anyone's got any questions, wants to get in touch with us, anything like that about sponsorship, or if you want to give me or Ollie some shit, or ask us any anything about anything, just email us on fromthefinney at gmail.com. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Nice one. See you on Wednesday, mate.
Sex, 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 sex,